Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Ugly faces got to go and tune in to Sports Byline USA. I'm Rick Tittle on the mic, downtown San Francisco, home studios. Here we are on Broadway. My posse's on Broadway. Me and Kid Sensation at home, away from home, and the Black Ben's limo with the cellular phone. All right. uh, we're here to talk sports with you. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, political about chess, checkers, rugby, cricket, that type of stuff, and we'll do it together at the toll-free line. 1-800-878-PLAY. Don't write it down. Dial it up. Dial what up? The number. Oh, yeah. 1-800-878-PLAY. You ain't got no alibi. You ugly. Girl, you ugly. Come on in. And let's talk some sports. I know. I'm a little punchy. Still a little under the way. Under the weather. What if I talked like that? How long would my career last? Yeah, I'm Rick Tittle here. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. It's like, oh, you got to hear this guy in San Francisco. He's a legend. He's been doing it uh, 30 years. What's his name? Rick Tittle. Listen to him. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> that type of stuff. 1-800-878-PLAY. Today on the show, we'll talk to director Miranda Youssef. She has a new film at South by Southwest. Bruce Marshall will drop by finally from the, uh, the gold sheet. And... Um, Bruce Marshall is a, a hockey guy, and so apparently he's waited until March to come in, but we'll talk to Bruce. He's on the loose. We'll also have Rob Paulson. Giddy, 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 giddy. That's all, folks. He doesn't do Parky Pig, but he does everybody else. We always love it when we get Rob Paulson on the show, and he does Freebie and the Bean or Pinky and the Brain, one of those things. Freebie and the Bean was a, a James Caan movie in San Francisco with Alan Arkin. And Kate Fagan, she's here as well. We got everybody. That's right. 1-800-878-PLAY. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. Every piece of land has a story. 
For the Caggianos, it's keeping their yard pristine with a John Deere Z530MC track mower because it's not just a yard, it's a gathering place. Work and play kind of meld together for us. They run a brewery, harvest their own hops, and keep things tidy for their guests. People say, what are you? Are you a farmer or a brewer? So I say, I'm a farmer brewer. When you love what you do, it's not really work. Run with us on a Z530M mower and start telling your story. Learn more at johndeere.com slash radio. Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328-800-293-0328-800-293-0328. That's 800-293-0328. Do you have an invention idea but don't know what to do next? Call InventHelp now for free information on how to get started today. InventHelp provides invention services that help everyday inventors get started with their idea. We have representatives nationwide who will explain the InventHelp process step by step. Over 10,000 patents have been secured through InventHelp's patent referral services. Our services include professional materials needed to showcase your invention and 3D animation and prototype modeling that help you demonstrate your idea. Get down to the details of your idea with a technical drawing. The InventHelp databank includes thousands of companies who have agreed to review new ideas. We've been helping inventors since 1984. Let's help you next. Take advantage of the opportunity to get started today. Call 1-800-356-7308. That's 1-800-356-7308. Again, 1-800-356-7308. If you own a business with employees and have not received your COVID ERTC payroll refund of up to $26,000 per employee, you need to act fast as time is running out. ERTCfiling.com has helped thousands of businesses across the country receive over a half billion dollars in government funds. This is not a loan and you do not have to pay it back. ERTCfiling.com consultants will make the process fast and easy and at a fee of less than 2%. Let ERTCfiling.com show you the money. Go to ERTCfiling.com to see how you qualify. Fees are at fixed rates per quarter qualified 2% based on total rates. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome. He's a genius. Hey, thanks for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast-to-coast and around the world on American Forces Radio Network as well. Twitch.tv, hey, how's it going, eh? I'm just looking at myself and with a hoodie and a giant puffer coat and reading glasses. I definitely look like I'm built for radio here, folks. Bubba the Love Sponge, do you remember him? <laughs> 
I only remember him because he literally uh, changed his name legally to Bubba the Love Sponge. I remember when I was in high school, my dad said, why don't you start spelling your name like R-I-C or just R-I-K? And I was like, well, I would have to beat myself up if I did that. And then I worked with a guy named Rick Buecher. He did the same thing. He went R-I-C. But yeah, there was a guy named Todd Clem who had a radio show in Tampa, but he called himself Bubba the Love Sponge. And he went and got his name legally changed. So maybe I do need to change uh, my name to what everybody calls me anyway, which is Count Pimpula. <clears throat> and maybe that's what I need to do. 1-800-878-PLY. You ain't got no alibi, you ugly girl. Um, I closed yesterday's show with a funny story about a really a no-name professional tennis player smashing not one, not two, but three rackets in a row. Boom, boom, boom. The crowd's going boo the whole time. This was in France. Uh, I'm going to start off with a quick tennis story, and then we'll get on to the get into the real stuff, y'all. But um, Marta Kotsyuk, who is a Ukrainian tennis star, she was playing uh, at the ATX uh, Open against Varvava Gracheva, who's Russian. The ATX, if you don't know, that's Austin, Texas. The Austin, Texas Open. And Kotsyuk beat Gracheva 6-3, Seven five and won her first career WTA title. 20 years old. And she shook the hand of the match empire and Gracheva put her hand out and Kotsyuk walked right by her. She wouldn't shake her hand because she's Russian. And Kotsyuk said, <clears throat> it was just my choice. We had a great match. Don't get me wrong. She's a great competitor. I respect her as an athlete, but that has nothing to do with her as a human being. And then she said she dedicated her first career title to all the people who are fighting and dying in the war with Russia and Ukraine. She said, being in the position that I'm in right now, it's extremely special to win this title. Well, according to WTA rules, Russian and Belarusian players are permitted, you know, Belarus, or as we call them, white Russia, um, Minsk, they actually are Putin's B-word, but they're permitted to complete, compete on the tour, but like the Grand Slam events, they're not allowed to fly their flags, which is weird, but uh, Kotsyuk has been very outspoken against Russian and Belarusian players being able to compete. And she said last month, whoever speaks out regarding the war, clearly I believe has every right to be on the tour, but whoever doesn't, I don't think it's just humane. I really don't talk to anyone Russian or Belarusian anymore. I barely say hi to them. Well, at Wimbledon in Surrey, south of London, I'm sorry, <laughs> they're currently deciding whether or not they're going to ban Russians and Belarusian players this summer because all Grand Slams banned them last year. 
And uh, Kotsuk, by the way, is making a name for herself. Um, she got to the third round of the Aussie Open and now has won this WT event, WTA event uh, in uh, Texas. But she's 20 years old, and I can certainly understand it. But the other thing is, is I hate it when people get painted with a brush. You're from that country. I hate you. You know, you're from that country. You support the political agenda. You support the war. Uh, last I checked, Varvava Gracheva is a tennis player who lives in the United States. Once again, a tennis player who lives in the United States. So, but I also understand how anything Russian to this Ukrainian young lady, any, sorry, young woman, I said lady one time, he was like, you're misogynist. I'm not allowed to say lady anymore. This young woman, anything Russian makes her sick. But she's young. And, you know, Jimmy Carter, who is probably the most respected humanitarian in the history of the White House, you know, maybe not a good president, but there's no doubt Habitat for Humanity and everything he does into his 90s now, you know, uh, he's a good man. I don't think you, you can say he stunk as a president or whatever, but he's a, he's a really good man. He said the worst mistake he ever did was boycotting the Moscow Olympics in 1980 <clears throat> because Russia had invaded, wait for it, Afghanistan. And the United States provided arms to the Mujahideen with a guy named Osama bin Laden. Yeah, he was on our side. Remember that? Uh, when my parents were kids, our worst enemies were Japan and Germany, and now they're our friends. And as Alec Baldwin said in 30 Rock, who can even remember what the fuss was all about? So, um, like I said, I, I understand her hate, but it's also, it's misdirected. You know, if anything, when she talks about someone else being a terrible human being, you know what would be a good human being? This is all my opinion. Obviously, I'm just one guy. You can call me up at 1-800-878-PLAY and tell me yours. But you know what makes you a good human being is recognizing humanity and the fact that this is a fellow tennis player on the tour who had a pretty good tournament getting to the final. And now, then again, if Gracheva on her social media said Putin is God, Ukrainians are... Cockroaches who much must be squished. Go team. I don't know. Maybe she did. Like I said, I'm, I'm just coming to this story this morning. But I would imagine just like at the Olympics. I mean, I remember one time during the first Gulf War. I don't know what war it was anymore. First Gulf War was 91. So this was like 2001. And I was coming here to Byline. And I was walking down Montgomery right past the pyramid, and they blocked all the streets, all these protesters. And they go, go around. I'm like, you're, you're stopping traffic of other liberals? Like, it's so stupid. And I'm like, I'm not in the Army. You won't stop any bonds from fall falling. And this guy goes, F you, go the F around. And so I just bum-rushed the wall, busted through. I thought I would be set upon... But it's just, it's stupidity. It's misdirected stupidity. We don't like this war. Let's stop traffic in the most liberal city in the United States. Let's use our civil rights to deprive people of theirs. 
let's own the sidewalks of which the public owns and they can't own it, right? So to me, this is a 20-year-old who is disgusted with anything Russian. And I'm, I want to once again stress that I understand it. But if you're going to call somebody a terrible human being and then treat a fellow athlete like that, I think you, you might want to uh, look in the mirror just a little bit there. Marta Kotsyuk, who's a big fan of this show. I know she's listening. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. We'll talk to a movie director on the other side. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153. That's 800-943-2153. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. 
Move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is bad. I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. Hey, thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show filmmaker Miranda Youssef. She has a brand-new documentary called Art for Everybody, which she has written and directed, and it will be at uh, South by Southwest. First of all, Miranda, welcome to the show. You know, so many people have written and directed films. How surreal was it to be selected by South by Southwest? Oh, wow. Uh, well, first of all, Rick, thank you so much for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. I love talking about the movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think um, it was really thrilling, frankly. I mean, South by is such a vibrant atmosphere. It's a cultural festival, so it felt like the perfect place to bring uh, a movie about uh, an artist who had a profound cultural impact. We're talking about Thomas Kincaid, and I think most people, when they hear the name, they think about, you know, idyllic little villages with snow and trees, and it's all, you know, a guy with a, uh, you know, kind of an older guy. But uh, you go way back with Thomas. Uh, what was your inspiration behind this? Yeah, I mean, as a filmmaker, I'm always looking for films that can address larger cultural and human ideas, but that tell those through a really compelling character story. And I started looking at Thomas Kincaid and I was like, this is, he's got everything. You know, he's this larger than life figure who lives kind of a Greek tragedy of life. And the way that his life um, intersected with the cultural moments in the United States during that time really allowed us to talk about bigger ideas like, you know, what is art and who gets to decide and like the politicization of taste and what happens when a three-dimensional person turns themselves into a two-dimensional brand, which I feel like is a really um, timely message you know in our era of you know social media and tiktok so it just seemed like it had everything and then when i got in touch with the family and learned about the vault it was it just broke the whole thing wide open very exciting i'm here in uh, northern california and i know that thomas kincaid's from uh, placerville and uh, he went to uh, cal uh, what was about his uh, sort of bay area uh, upbringing that sort of uh, you know stayed with him his whole life you know, actually, um, Placerville is, um, I believe it's at the foothills of the Sierra. Mm -hmm. They call it Hangtown. 
Yeah, that's right. Because that's where they were. It was a gold rush town. And if you were caught and convicted of stealing, that's where they would hang you. So um, we can laugh uh, about it now. <laughs> I know it's terrible. Okay, everybody. Now everybody thinks I'm a terrible person. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So Placerville is this really just beautiful area. And I think that Tom really spent a lot of time in nature uh and you know with his artist's eye and i think i would say his sensitive soul because i'm I'm just sort of projecting but i'm pretty sure he was a really sensitive guy um i think that he was really um moved and influenced by the environment in placerville the natural environment and that i think translates to the kind of landscapes that both that he painted and also that he was really interested in as like somebody looking at other people's art also, when you think about the charity work, was it was Make-A-Wish or Salvation Army or raising money for 9-11, I mean, he got to the point where really it's sort of like when Stephen King writes a book, people will just buy it without even looking at it. He got to the point where he would paint something and people would just buy it. What was it when he had that, that power to raise so much money for philanthropic organizations? Yeah, you're right. I mean, it was something that we didn't really have the time to get into very deeply in the film. I mean, the film, there was so much story there. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, he really, his philanthropic endeavors really meant a lot to him. And um, he just really wanted to make a difference in a lot of people's lives. And that was the way that he thought he could do it was by using his art to do that. As a, a dad, you know, four daughters and um you know, how was he as a father? I know he named his daughters after uh, artists when I did a little research on him. Um, what was it uh, uh, as a dad? How did you find him? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, he wasn't my dad, but uh, I would say that I think he, I think it was hard. I think it's hard for anybody who is essentially a celebrity and is working as hard as Thomas worked to be able to find a kind of work-life balance, right? And um, the I would say that his daughters felt that and wanted to talk about that in the film, right? I mean, they were extremely honest and extremely vulnerable. And I feel very honored by the trust that they put in me to tell that story. Um, and I think that they just were pretty honest about the fact that he couldn't always be a present father and that that was hard for them. But at the same time, when he was present, he was like the most fun, most engaging person that they could ever know. I so. bet you when you said, I'm doing this film, you got the reactions like, oh, what was Bob Ross not available? Or like, <laughs> ooh, like what deep secret? Was he a CIA assassin? Like what kind of response did you get? Well, I mean, we didn't actually really tell too many people that we were making it while we were making it, you know. Uh, the few people that we might have told would, were just like, really? You know, like the cottages guy? It was like, well, actually, he's just so much more than that, <laughs> you know. And I mean, as you can see in the movie, like the vault just is totally opens up a completely new side of him. And that that was the thing that I really wanted to do with the movie was you know, give an opportunity to show an actual portrait of this person. You know, his fans had one two-dimensional view of him. His critics had another two-dimensional view of him. But I was like, there is a three-dimensional person in there, somewhere in between. And that's what I want to try to find with this. What was the one thing when you were researching him, you were like, wow, I wasn't expecting that at all? 
Yeah. Well, uh, so, you know, he, as you know, from the film, like we have these audio cassette tapes from when um, he was like 16, starting when he was 16 in 1974. He was recording his thoughts about life and his journey and his career and his ambitions. And one of the things that really, really surprised me, it didn't make it into the film, but I just will never forget this. He said, um, I want to go to New York after high school. I think I'm going to go to New York because that's where the center of modern art is. And I really want to be at the center. I, I want to take the risk. And I was like, wow, like I would never have imagined that Thomas Kincaid would have wanted to be a part of that, like milieu, basically. <laughs> but yeah, he was really educated about um, art and about um, art history. And I think that the persona that he created as the painter of light really, he really did not lean into that at all. I don't think he did not um, sort of like betray just how educated he was and how steeped in art he was. And you mentioned, you know, the Greek tragedy thing when he died relatively young at, at 54 and there was a little bit of controversy about Valium or drinking or his girlfriend. And then everyone's like, no, there's nothing, there's no, foul play here how did you see it well i mean honestly i see his death as a total tragedy uh i think that he 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 had these demons that i think were really planted in him from his childhood he had an extremely impoverished childhood uh his father was not present and i think that when his father was present, he could be very rough on Tom. And so I think that Tom kind of grew up feeling inadequate. And I think that his problems really kind of um, came from always feeling inadequate, whether it was, you know, financially inadequate, or like that he didn't have worth as a human being. And so I think that that all culminated in just really a tra tragic death. Finally, and I know you have one. What's your favorite Kincaid painting? <laughs> That's hard. That's like asking uh, a musician what their favorite song is. There are a lot of Kincaid paintings. Um, there is, like, I have a favorite of the unpublished works, um, which is something in the movie that I, I'll just tell, tell you it's called, they call it like the No Neck Man. That's all I'm going to say. That one is my favorite unpublished work. And then, you know, for the published works, hmm, uh, there's one called Autumn Lane that I really, really like. It's just beautiful. Uh, I grew up in New England and um, just, it's just about, it's like the uh, fall foliage. And I just, I'll, I love that one. Autumn Lane by Thomas Kincaid. Just pulled it up. Yes. Very, very, uh, very fetching with the fall colors there. We have been speaking with filmmaker Miranda Youssef, written and directed this new film. It's called Art for Everybody. It's about Thomas Kincaid and uh, South by Southwest. She'll be at in-person screenings beginning Monday, March 13th at the Alamar, uh, Alamo Lamar, I should say. Uh, then Wednesday at the Stateside and then a couple at the uh, Violet Crown, Thursday the 16th and then uh, at uh, 12.30 and uh, also a little bit later that day as well. Uh, Miranda, congratulations on the film. No one's ever done anything like this. And uh, congratulations and thanks for coming by. Thank you so much for having me, Rick. It was a real pleasure talking to you. All right, good stuff. We'll come back on the other side and uh, open lines. 1-800-878-PLAY. 
is Karen Lyle with Salesport Talk, checking in on the America's Cup. America's Cup has always been a boat design race, putting their competition to work to push forward sailboat design. 2024 will host the Women's America's Cup and the Youth America's Cup on the AC-40, the younger sister of the AC-75. The AC-40 is a result of those technological advances, a foiling monohull that is 11.8 meters, 38 feet long. Here is Nathan Outeridge describing the autopilot systems on board the boat that helped the pilots sail on the water with the assistance of highly sophisticated technology. So the AC-40 is, you know, an incredibly complicated boat, but to make it simple and easy as possible to sail for the Youth America's Cup and Women's America's Cup, the systems on board have been designed so that it's actually quite an easy boat to sail despite how complex it is. One of the things that makes the boat so easy to sail is the autopilot. So there's a simple button here on the left hand side which you can just switch the boat into autopilot mode and then effectively for flying the boat you've got two real inputs. You can either adjust the height at which the boat sails or how much foil you have in the water with a simple plus and minus and then there's the trim so you can change the attitude of the boat more bow down more bow up and so you know for someone like myself who has a lot of foiling experience but never sailed a boat like this it's been pretty easy through the commissioning just with the way that the the autopilot software works so then the other uh, panel of buttons here is all to do with the boards up and down system so you got a board up button and a board down button. You can also do a plus and minus on the cant system. So effectively from this seat here, you can do all the functions you need for, for flying the boat. So the AC40 sat with four people. You've got two people on each side. As you can see, I'm in a bucket seat here and we've got another one at the back. I'm almost sitting on the floor, so you're incredibly low and out of the wind, and it's the same configuration on the other side. And then the aero trimmer sits behind you and they've got controls for the mainsail and the jib at the back of the boat. So one of the cool things about this is you can choose if you want to trim the mainsail or the jib because every time you tack and jive, you know, the way the boat's been designed that the mainsail trim will be sitting on the windward side and the jib trimmer will probably be sitting to leeward because they have a much better view of the jib. So a simple button press will switch you from main functions to jib functions. And then you've got a bunch of push buttons. So you've got Cunningham control, the clue position, so you've got the car that slides on the clue, so you're basically creating more depth in the sail and making the sail flatter. When you tack and jibe, um, obviously the mast needs to rotate, so a button actually lights up, it turns purple, and you push that button and it rotates the mast. So there's a lot of software that's been developed in the background to stop you basically doing any damage to these boats. So, you know, if you're overpowered, you can just hold your finger on the Cunningham, you pump it super hard, it hits a pressure relief, the light's up and says you're at max load and you can take your finger off the buttons. This is Karen Lyle with Salesport Talk. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you all around the world. And it is Tuesday at 940 Pacific. This means that uh, we are talking to Karen Lyle from salesporttalk.com. First of all, Karen, I understand birthday wishes are in order. Happy birthday. Oh, I was I was not necessarily going to announce that, but yes. Yes, thank you so much. The gift with no <laughs> name on it, that was from me. Oh, is that what came in the mail yesterday? Thank you so much. You're so welcome. <laughs> Um, I was looking, you know, Tom Slingsby is a guy we've had on this show multiple times, and I saw that he's now on Pensacola Bay with the New York Yacht Club, 
and they're working with their new AC-40, which they have christened America. Good name, not very imaginative, but they're getting ready for the, uh, of course, America's Cup. So they're going to have that AC-40. Apparently it's going in 15-knot winds down there. They're going to get another one, and they're going to head over to Barcelona in the summer. I was looking at a very interesting (laughs) foil on this. It's almost like it's convex and concave. It's all twisty and curly. There's one on each side. I guess that's the new thing, huh? Well, and yes, what they've done with the uh, America's Cup for um, the box rule for the, the upcoming America's Cup is it's built upon the same one that they did last time. Um, basically, to, to make it more affordable for teams to compete in the America's Cup, because when they have to design from absolute scratch, not building upon the previous America's Cup, then it's a lot more expensive and so they really liked working with these foiling monoholes um, in the last um, the last America's Cup that we had, and so they're going to be doing that with the future. So it's it's actually I didn't really know how that would work, but it is very exciting. These um, monoholes foiling are just I think quite as exciting as the as the um, um, what you call it the um, catamarans that are fo- that are foiling in the uh, CLGP and the previous ACs. Maybe you can help me with this, but and I know that these foils, you can pull them up from the side and you can put them down and they act kind of like wings uh, if they're on one side or the other. But, you know, you're, the, the bottom, the hull of the boat, it looks like it never touches the water. This is about, I don't know, maybe a foot, six inches to a foot above water the entire time. How is it that these two sails, which look completely flat and look you know, uh, uh, vertical with the shape of the boat, how are these moving this thing along? Because it, it doesn't look like a traditional ship where the, the, the sails unfurl and you can see the wind pushing it. They just look like two walls. Well, first of all, um, the boat does rest in the water when it starts moving. So it has to right. get enough speed so that it rises up onto the foils, mm-hmm. and, um, and so if there's not enough wind, the boats actually will not go up into the foils. The second is that knowing where the wind is coming from and where you position the sails in the wind is, is really critical on this, so it is the angle of the sail to the wind that causes the wind to either pull or, pu- or, or push it, and so if you think about um, a circle like the clock, right, um, if you have between... 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock, that's the no-go zone. So those sails would not be able to push or pull the boat in that, in that particular, you know, going straight into the wind or anything less than a, approximately 45 degrees angle to the wind. Um, when the, the wind is coming over, uh, over the, the, the one side or the other of the, of the boat, which would be either the port or the tack side, then it basically is pulling it, and it's because the airflow on either side of that wing is evenly evenly um, flowing, and it's very much like an airplane, especially with these uh, foiling ca- uh, foiling catamarans and monoholes, because um, the the boat is lifted up out of the water. You know, it's 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 operating under very similar principles. You know, the, the America's Cup is going to be in a year and a half. So 
it's all well and good to do all this testing way in advance, but what about competing? What are some of the things, some of the events that they can throw this boat into until then? Well, right now is the time for design and reconnaissance. And so in previous America's Cup years, what they had was they had reconnaissance teams that every team had its own reconnaissance people who went out to spy on what the other team was doing when they were out testing the boats because everything is done under a closed cover, you know, you know, in, inside of, a, uh, of an enclosed area so that, that the other teams cannot see until they actually have to go out and test. And then when it goes on the water, then the other team is, is basically spying to find out what their competitor is doing, if there's something more innovative or interesting that they want to incorporate in their design. Um, but this year, something is happening. This, I mean, this 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 America's Cup because it's not just this year, but something's happening that's very different in that they have assigned one reconnaissance team that is giving information to all the teams as to what happened. So that reconnaissance team is assigned by the the whole race of the America's Cup, and then they reveal all the information, watching each of these teams as they take their boats, like in Pensacola or in Barcelona, um, you know, out on the water, and then then test them. And then they're, like, looking at, oh, what did they do with that foil? That looks different than, than, um, than what we've done. You know, is it working? You know, so they're, they're looking at all those different things and deciding what they can learn from each other to be faster so that they can win. Speaking with Karen Lyle from SalesportTalk.com, Paul Kayard is a guy that we've had here in studio he was executive director of U.S. Sailing, and uh, he resigned. He didn't like the way the sport was going, and apparently he wanted to separate the um, the Olympic sailing team from U.S. Sailing. And the thing was, it's like, look, every four years, Americans can get excited about the World Cup, even if they don't like soccer, or the Americans can get excited about the Ryder Cup or the Olympics because there's nationalism and there's, there's U.S. colors and a U.S. flag. What was the beef, if you know, between U.S. Olympic sailing and U.S. sailing? Well, U.S. sailing is the governing body for the United States for the sport of sailing in the, in the Olympics, but it goes much further than that. And I know U.S. sailing intimately because I set up a U.S. Sailing accredited um, school during the pandemic, which then became a nonprofit called Sailing Portal. And also we've had Rich Jepson, the president of the board of directors for U.S. Sailing, on our show, and he's somebody who happens to be someone I know. Um, and I would say that that this, this, the U.S. Sailing organization is, is um, led by that effort to support the Olympics, but it is also something where they need all of the support of the schools and other people that are feeding people into that sport and also um, supporting through financial means and through, um, you know, fan base and, and um, you know, with the safe sport activities and so forth. So I'm actually of, of the opinion that the Olympics part of it should not be separated from the U.S. sailing part because I can see how everything integrates together and how it's a system, and I really think it's a great system, and it's actually the envy of many other countries because U.S. sailing is outstanding in what they're doing for the sport of sailing, not just in the Olympics, but in preparation for that and all the other ways in which people sail, either um, on, you know, 
on boats that, that go by wind or by power. The California Dreamin' series was just this weekend in San Francisco. At Stage 2, Nicole Brio and her Avila Racing team beat out seven other competitors. The first round was at the end of January at San Diego Yacht Club. This one this weekend, St. Francis Yacht Club. And April 1st and 2nd, they'll conclude Series 3 from Long Beach. They'll head out to Catalina, which sounds pretty cool. What can you tell us more about the California Dreamin' Series, which was here in San Francisco this weekend? Well, one one thing I can say is that the St. Francis Yacht Club is definitely a prime center, both St. Francis and Golden Gate Yacht Club, for being able to have that great space right in front of the Golden Gate Bridge where the wind is coming in through the slot, and we call it the slot because the wind comes in under the gate and it goes all the way to the Berkeley Yacht Club from that area. And it's just a really... Um, exciting place to race. It's very challenging. And from there's also that um, you had mentioned to me that you would love to go to the CLGP spectator area, which is right there between the St. Francis and the Golden Gate Yacht Club, because it's a great viewing place. So you get a lot of people who come. To oh, I said I wanted sushi, free beer, and swag, too. Well, that's true. That's true. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that we can arrange it. I'm not sure which which alcoholic beverage it will be, but I can ask for a special request. Just like, you know, if we can have uh, only the, the, black, um, the black jelly beans in, in, in the green room mm-hmm. for, for a, a celebrity entertainer, we can certainly have sushi, uh, sushi and sake for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, before we let you go, I was looking at something that I've heard about, and I actually looked at it, and I don't know, I mean, this is probably something that you don't know about as a Californian yourself, but ice sailing that they do on the uh, the Great Lakes, it's, um, it's almost like just riding on a very thin ski. Um, have you ever seen any of that or tried that at all, especially because it can be hazardous, um, obviously, on the ice? You know, actually, the ice sailing is one of the ways in which some of the um, the teams were testing the foiling, you know, the concept for for the foiling boats. Even though it's not foiling, it's still a similar wing design. Because any time that you're using the wind to power uh, a vessel, whether it's on ice or on um, well, liquid or solid water, right? The principles are very similar, and um, and yes, I have seen it, and it is it is quite interesting and exciting to to see that racing. They usually do that on smaller boats, um, and uh, you know vessels. I'm actually not sure. I'm actually not sure what they call that. Um, what they call the particular type of uh, vessel that that goes on ice. Did, did you did you see in your looking at that what what it was called? I did not. Okay, but I have seen it. I've seen videos of it. I haven't seen it in person, but I know that it is important for testing for the design, as well as the sport itself. It's very very interesting. Karen Lyle, check out more, salesporttalk.com. Karen joins us every week at 940 Pacific, and thanks for coming by again. Okay, well, we'll talk to you next week from... Either I think I'll probably be in London, so I'll. Be All right, you'll you'll be on with uh, Dom next. I'll be in Phoenix. You'll be on with Dom next Tuesday. Okay, okay, that sounds great. All right, you globetrotter. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back on Sports Pilot.
If you served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation. Billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi Code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. 800-725-1651. 800-725-1651. That's 800-725-1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-378-3508. 800-378-3508. That's 800-378-3508. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Oh, come now. Don't be ashamed. (laughs) We all have our idiosyncrasies. I wish you would try and slap Rick Tittle's mama's face. He would clown you. All right. Thank you for that. And uh, welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Interesting story out of the Grapefruit League. 
Kenta Maeda uh, was making his second spring start uh, for the uh, Twins now. He had had Tommy John surgery a couple years ago. Um, manager Rocco Baldelli of Minnesota, after the game, he said, I went to Maeda and I said, nicely done. And by the way, something to note, they knew every pitch that was coming and Maeda laughed. What happened was, pitch calm, the device between the pitcher and the catcher, the catcher, Tony Walters, was using it, and it was so loud that every hitter at the plate heard fastball. I don't know what it sounds like, actually. Curveball. Or maybe it's a girl like Siri. You have selected a splitter. Low and away. But that just shows you they knew what pitch was coming, and he still threw two scoreless, two knocks, struck out two, and walked one, too. And so uh, Baldelli could hear this, and it wasn't very loud um, uh, at the uh, stadium. There were only 2,000 people there. And so after the second inning, when Baldelli was like, am I hearing this right? Uh, And the catcher's like, yeah, I don't know what to do. So uh, the umpires could hear the signs. And so Baldelli went out, and they said they made adjustments to the device. Now, I was hearing a couple of San Francisco Giants pitchers interviewed about this. One of them said, I don't like it. I want the catcher to call the game. That's how I came up, and that's the way I'm going to do it. Another one said, I don't know, maybe 50-50. And then Alex Wood said, oh, my dream come true. I'm calling the entire game. I've always wanted this. I don't want the catcher to tell me what to pitch. So it's going to you know, be a personal preference one way or the other, but uh, absolutely uh, hilarious, and this is why you do these things in spring training, and you can laugh about it. Maybe if he got knocked around the park, he wouldn't be so happy about it. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Byline. News. I'm Richard Johnson. A tragic ending for four people from North Carolina who just crossed into Mexico to go see a doctor. Two are dead, another wounded, and the fourth not seriously harmed after they were shot at and kidnapped by Mexican drug cartel soldiers. NBC correspondent Ken Delanian says it may have been a case of mistaken identity. These cartel gunmen may have thought that they were Haitian people smugglers, is what I'm being told uh, by a source familiar with the matter. And so uh, stopped the vehicle, began shooting at these Americans, and now we're being told that two of them did not survive and that one is injured, but that they have been recovered by Mexican authorities. All this happened in Matamoros, just across the border from Brownsville, Texas. Yet another storm is bearing down on California, even as people snowed in by the last big storms try to survive. 
five. San Bernardino Mountains resident Travis Lett says the only way to get supplies is on foot. We walked two miles, and uh, that's what we've been doing to try to get communication two miles back. We, yesterday, we, lo- we lugged five gallons of gas up to the house so that we can share a generator with our elderly neighbors. Forecasters say massive amounts of rain or snow will continue to fall in the West over the next two weeks. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell is telling a Senate committee the Fed will probably continue to raise interest rates to try to bring down inflation. Ohio Democrat Sherrod Brown warned Powell about going too far, noting that corporations always appear to win. No matter what goes wrong in our economy, a global pandemic, a war in Eastern Europe, weather disasters, profits somehow always manage to go up. Workers are left paying the price. Wall Street's not taking Powell's words well. The major index is all down by about 1%. As expected, the government's going to sue to try to stop the planned merger of Spirit Airlines and JetBlue. The Justice Department contends the nearly $4 billion merger would hurt flyers and lead to higher ticket prices. This is USA News. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, Protect My Car is announcing a low-cost extended service plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay nothing for auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay nothing for auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-956-3162 now. Drivers who are covered by Protect My Car will not have to pay for a covered repair bill again. This auto coverage is at an all-time low, much lower than what dealerships are charging. Additionally, drivers who activate this auto coverage today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and free car rental at no additional cost. Call Protect My Car for your free quick quote today. 800-956-3162. 800-956-3162. What do you have to lose? Again, 800-956-3162. Police in the Denver suburb of Glendale, Colorado, are taking a closer look at the weekend incident at a strip club in which NBA star Ja Morant was on Instagram Live waving around a gun. Colorado is an open carry state, but you can't carry a gun if you're drunk. Police in Glendale are trying to determine that. Morant, who plays for Memphis, has been suspended for at least two games. The move to ban TikTok and some other social media platforms is gaining momentum. They are building lengthy data files on millions of children across our country, learning and capitalizing on their every move online. New Jersey Congressman Josh Gottheimer is joining the call for a ban on TikTok. Virginia Senator Mark Warner is introducing a bill this week that could ban TikTok and other foreign-based technology. It includes things like AI, quantum computing, a host of other new domains where we're going to see foreign technologies, uh, I believe, pose national security concerns. Democrat Warner's bill, co-sponsored by Republican John Thune, would give the Commerce Department the power to restrict and even ban foreign-based hardware, software, and mobile apps. The White House recently ordered TikTok off all government devices. TikTok says a nationwide ban would hurt Americans' free speech rights. Ticketmaster's computer problems are not confined to Taylor Swift. Tickets for the Eurovision Song Contest were supposed to go on sale today, but fans were met with a server error message. I'm Richard Johnson, USA News. 
If you own a business with employees and have not received your COVID ERTC payroll refund of up to $26,000 per employee, you need to act fast as time is running out. ERTCfiling.com has helped thousands of businesses across the country receive over a half billion dollars in government funds. This is not a loan and you do not have to pay it back. ERTCfiling.com consultants will make the process fast and easy and at a fee of less than 2%. Let ERTCfiling.com show you the money. Go to ERTCfiling.com to see how you qualify. Fees are at fixed rates per quarter qualified 2% based on total do you own an annuity either fixed rate indexed or variable are you paying high fees and getting low returns if so annuity general would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity the annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers contains the little known truths about annuities like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income and it's free that's right free As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Hour two, Bruce Marshall is going to join us after a quick break from the gold sheet to talk NHL. A lot going on as hockey is heating up. Rob Paulson, one of the great voiceover cartoon guys ever. I think that's his official title, voiceover cartoon guy. He's here with us again. Been in studio twice, actually. Uh, Pro wagering, we're still waiting on that one, I believe. And then author Kate Fagan, who has a huge following, former basketball star at Colorado in her own right. And she has a very cool book. I just noticed on my social media that the two posts I put from Rob Paulson and Kate Fagan look remarkably similar. Very interesting. Uh, anyway, I was thinking about spring training, Kenta Maeda laughing, and I was thinking about a guy who didn't like a spring training appearance, and that was when the A's a few years ago went to Indie Ball, uh, well, basically, the Red Sox went to Indy Ball in August, and they got six weeks of Rich Hill, and then he was a free agent. And the A's said, you have a guaranteed spot in the rotation behind Sonny Gray. I thought, what? And so Sonny Gray was sick, and Rich Hill was the starter. And I thought, in his very first pitch, he hit a guy. And I think this is the worst opening day starter since Dallas Braden or Gil Heredia. But in spring training, Rich Hill is a curmudgeon, there's no doubt. But he, the, the big leaguers get one day off per spring. Usually one day off. And so on their one day off, Rich Hill didn't get a day off because they thought he needed extra work. So they put him on the backfields at Papago Park in Phoenix, where I've been many times. And he got shelled by all the rookie ball and low A players. 
And he said, how am I supposed to take this seriously and pitch well when I'm playing against these guys? I'm like, no, it's the other way around. You should be mowing these children down. But that's, that was just Rich Hill in a nutshell. How am I supposed to take this seriously against all these young guys? These young guys who are raking you right now? As Shooty Babbitt says, if you want to know how you're pitching, the hitters will tell you. I'm Mark Tittle. Come on back. People who come to Cricket stay with Cricket, just like our customer, Christine. I'm a director and a performer. I got a free phone from Cricket, and I've used it to live stream 73 of my shows on social media. How do you like it? It's fabulous. Switch to Cricket and get a free Samsung Galaxy A14 5G. Smile, you're on Cricket. Real customer paid for testimonial limited time. Must bring your number to Cricket on a $60 a month. First month service charge and tax to its sale. Phone streams, video, and SD. Cricket 5G is not available everywhere. Fees, terms, and other restrictions apply. See CricketWireless.com for details. Everyone loves TV Dad. On the next TV Dad, presented by Progressive, TV Dad meets the prom date. So you're here to take my daughter out, huh? Uh, yes, yes, sir. Now, I'm only going to say this once. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say take care of my little girl or something. <laughs> She's a kickboxer. She could take care of herself. Listen to your TV dad. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Des Moines, Iowa. Proud to once again host the men's NCAA basketball first and second round action, St. Patrick's Day weekend. Our coverage here on Sports Byline is presented by Destination Grill. Destination Grill is Iowa's amazing best new restaurant with incredible fine casual dining, top-notch steak, chicken, and seafood, just to name a few. If you're coming to Des Moines to catch the basketball action or live in the great state of Iowa, your destination is known. It's Destination Grill. Just 14 minutes from downtown Des Moines. Reservations are cheerfully encouraged at DestinationGrill.com. Destination Grill, Metro Des Moines' best new restaurant. Come see why and experience Midwest hospitality like never before. And hey, basketball fans, Destination Grill has all the games on incredible, strategically placed TVs throughout their award-winning restaurant. You will enjoy tremendous food and drink and not miss a single game. Destination Grill, with an E, dot com. Do you have an invention idea but don't know what to do next? Call InventHelp now for free information on how to get started today. InventHelp provides invention services that help everyday inventors get started with their idea. We have representatives nationwide who will explain the InventHelp process step by step. Over 10,000 patents have been secured through InventHelp's patent referral services. Our services include professional materials needed to showcase your invention and 3D animation and prototype modeling that help you demonstrate your idea. Get down to the details of your idea with a technical drawing. The InventHelp databank includes thousands of companies who have agreed to review new ideas. We've been helping inventors since 1984. Let's help you next. Take advantage of the opportunity to get started today. Call 1-800-356-7308. That's 1-800-356-7308. Again, 1-800-356-7308. Hour two of titillating sports. You thought it couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk, yes. Couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk, yes. Hour two of titillating sports. Hey! 
Check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. All right, check me out. Welcome back to the show. 1-800-878-PLAY. It's uh, great to catch up with my man Bruce Marshall from the Gold Sheet and uh, goldsheet.com. And uh, we always like to talk uh, hockey. And we're going to talk about some uh, teams that came out uh, well and maybe not so well from the trade deadline. But, uh, Bruce, before we get into that, um, Connor McDavid now 54 goals, 124 points now, a career high. He's going to win his third heart in uh, the last uh, eight seasons. But he has now passed Wayne Gretzky for the most power play points in an Oilers season with 58, how do you pass Wayne Gretzky in anything? I mean, he's playing the best hockey of his career. Yeah, he is. And, uh, you know, I'd be an upset if he doesn't win the heart. Uh, I mean, it's it's just... Uh, you, and you watch him, and you can tell, Rick, and we've talked about this before, when, whenever his shift is on the ice, you just kind of hold your breath because he's so fast. And it's, you know, he gets up and down the ice so quick and it's a little different i mean i know i i mean i love mckinnon and some of these other guys and other teams but nobody quite plays in the you know right now in the nhl the way mcdavid does as fast as he does and it's not a, it's not a surprise to me now we got he's got edmonton right now in a playoff spot um but i do think the, the oilers uh they're right at the edge of the playoff field but i, I think they might have helped themselves a little at the trade deadline too so with mcdavid and maybe a little help at the deadline they might be worth a look here uh as we uh, get ramp up to the playoffs next month as a team we really want to watch my sharks dealt timo meyer one of the you know young uh, all-star forwards that was uh, very uh, much uh, sought after i know edmonton tried to get him but he went to new jersey I was hoping to get Alexander Holtz in the hall as a Sharks fan. Not super excited, but we'll see what happens. But they held on to Eric Carlson, which I like. He's on his way to a Norris, unless you hold it against him. He plays for a lousy team. I think it's more impressive that he plays for a lousy team, that he's on his way to another Norris. But, you know, his value will never be higher. He's having this season. He's signed through 2028. Should they have dealt him, or was it smart to keep him and build around him? Well, I, I would have thought they might have wanted to deal him here. I mean, if you're going to rebuild, or I, I, I think that's where the Sharks uh, should be, and it, it you just sort of commit to it and then go for it. And they, they're still hanging on to these pieces from the past, although he's about the only one left um, uh, from uh, when they were a playoff uh, team. But it's funny how they've sort of, or not funny if you're a Sharks fan, but the way the Sharks and the Ducks, have kind of simultaneously fallen from contention about the same time the last couple of years. In the West is they've sort of hung on to some of these guys, and, and, and there's not much of the core left uh, from what, when they were winning, but uh, to really embrace a full rebuild, you know, it's still uh, down the road here. Timo Meyer was a really good pickup, though, for the Devils. They needed another winger who could score goals. Everybody could use one of those, but, I mean, he is... Uh, he's exceptional, real physical presence. He'll fit into their top six. They, they, that that made New Jersey was a pretty exciting team to begin with, Rick. But you add Meyer to that mix. I think that was a darn good move there, short term at least uh, for the Devils. And uh, we'll see if the Sharks we'll, we'll, down the road we'll find out if the Sharks should have either got more for Meyer or should have moved some other guys. But I think right now the Devils are the winner in that deal. Speaking of New York, Madison Square Garden, the Rangers, it looked like they were trying to get Kane, and they kind of shocked everybody getting Tarasenko from the Blues. And you think, well, that's who they got. And yet, Chris Drury got Patrick Kane as well. So you think about, and they didn't have to give up a lot of their prospects. You think about 
uh, Zabenijad, uh, Panarin, Kreider, Trocheck, Tarasenko, Kane. I mean, what a top six forward group there. It looks like they're all in right now, Rick. Uh, it, the, 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 they're in the, the window is here. It's open now, and they are going for it. Um, you know, Tarasenko, one thing, but then you bring Kane in here. Uh, I love the fact that you team him up with uh, uh, Panarin, as they used to be in Chicago. So there's some familiarity there for him. And a guy like Kane, who has won several Stanley Cups, he's getting late in his career now, but he can still help a team a lot. And this energizes him a little bit more. He went, imagine, I've always wondered about that feeling, Rick, when you're a player on a team that is headed for oblivion and nowhere into the playoffs and looking at a long rebuild like Chicago. And imagine the adrenaline rush you get when all of a sudden you are dealt and with your blessing and you're, and you're trying to get the trade made to a legit contender. And now Kane is going to be back in the playoffs and on the spotlight. What a thrill for him. And I think the Rangers are going to benefit. I really think this, you know, Boston better be looking over its shoulder at the Rangers in the playoffs because uh, they're not uh, they're not going to go away. That's the thing about Boston. This is These are the moves New York had to make. Boston, fastest team to 100 points, and they get Tyler Bertuzzi. I mean, they're cooking with the bees now. They are Bertuzzi. I mean, the rich get richer here. I mean, what a uh, what a nice uh, you know addition there. Uh, they just extended Pasternak too, so they've got that uh, settled for time, years to come. Now, um, you know, uh, they've got a uh, getting Dmitry Orlov from Washington was a big plus. Uh, what Jim Montgomery is, and I didn't expect. I mean, listen, talk about a guy re- rehabbing his career. Uh, you know what, what Montgomery's done there after some uh, mishaps earlier in his NHL coaching career. I mean, this is something else that the Bruins are doing. However, Rick, you and I have talked about this before. President's Trophy, you know, you don't, you don't get a, you know, that's not the Stanley Cup. And we've seen a lot of teams, you know, win big in the regular season and they kind of stumble in the playoffs. Nobody's won quite this big in, in a long time like the Bruins are doing it, if ever. But, you know, the second season starts in April, and uh, then, you know, it's a clean slate. We'll see what happens. When you look at the Leafs and forever, they can't get out of the first round. And last year they made a a big splash, um, the biggest acquisition, now Toronto getting Ryan O'Reilly. With, I mean, the Blues, I guess, a fire sale going on there. But not just him, Jake McCabe from the Blackhawks, Luke Shen from Vancouver, they already had a pretty good – blue line but as i mentioned in the east you have those two juggernaut teams you also have carolina you have pittsburgh uh, are the leafs going to do anything after these moves you wonder if it's going to happen one of these years with toronto um and it just you know it the, the way uh this looks like it's uh, shaping up right now they'd probably get tampa bay in the first round which has been sort of their nemesis in recent years and certainly was last year. Uh, I keep thinking with the Leafs, Rick, that they might be the NHL's version of what the Washington Nationals were about four years ago when they had never done anything in the playoffs despite being a contender. They just needed one little spark. They had that rally in the eighth inning to win the wild card game against the Brewers, and that just lit the fuse. So I wonder if the Leafs could ever get out of the first round, if, if all of a sudden that's going to be what, what they need. Um, 
and 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 just trigger. So I, you know, is it going to happen this year? Maybe uh, they're going to have to get probably get through Boston again after that. So that the road is always tough for the Leafs. But yeah, until they do it, until they actually win a playoff series, I'm going to be reluctant to trust them when we get into the playoffs next month. Finally, when you look at the Flyers. Um... Things got off to a bad start when they had a guy from New, right across the river, Johnny Gaudreau, and he manages not to come as a free agent. But they got Tony D'Angelo from the Canes for three draft picks, paying him $5 million a year. They traded forward Zach McEwen to the Kings for Brandon Lemieux. They picked up Patrick Brown from the, the Sens. But I think the most shocking thing is that James Van Riesdyk, who's going to walk away unrestricted, they didn't even trade him for a late-round pick, and you think about teams that could have added a guy like that. What do you think about Philly kind of sitting on their hands? I agree with that. They are sitting on their hands, and I'm sure there was a market for Ben Reemstake. I mean, you, you could, you know, a winger can come in and score some goals. I would have thought, you know, there would have been a market for him. Maybe they were just playing hardball in Philadelphia. They wanted more uh, for him, but, you know, they've been spinning their wheels for a long time there. It looked, you know, right at the start of the season, it looked like, you know, bringing Tortorella in. I mean, that wasn't, uh, you know, that was a little bit of a, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, edgy move there, and it looked like it was going to work for a while. But my thought, you know, Tortorella, that, that, that sort of worn off, and they just looked like they're going nowhere. And I thought the Van Riemsdyk situation cried out for them to do something here, and uh, they didn't do it. So uh, no wonder... Nobody is calling WIP in Philadelphia talking about the Flyers now because they've all had enough. They're still talking about the Eagles. And uh, until they win a bit more, uh, nobody's going to be talking about it much in Philadelphia either. All right. The gold sheet uh, for all your prognostication, I would imagine um, something on the docket are my Gales tonight right there in Vegas taking on Gonzaga in the WCC. We do have the conference tournaments heating up as we get ready for March Madness. What do you got? We are drowning in college basketball this week here in Las Vegas, Rick. As you can imagine, we got the WCC going tonight. We got the WAC in town. We got the Big West just down the street from me. We got the Pac-12. We got the Mountain West. It is everything here, and it's big tournament week, championship week, and we are covering that in the gold sheet with with uh, everyday picks on several of these games and write ups on them. And of course, the NBA as well. All up there at GoldSheet.com. My picks are there too, including NHL. Also at Vegasinsider and There he is, Bruce Marshall, Goldsheet, goldsheet.com. Check it out. Good to talk to you. Good to hear your voice. Let's do it again soon. Okay, Ricky, thank you. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back with some open lines at 1-800-878-PLAY. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. 
We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153 That's 800-943-2153 Everyone watches more than 5 hours of television Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing Get Dish TV and make that time worth it With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television we are dish tv 800-293-0328 800-293-0328 that's 800-293-0328 do you have medicare and do you use a cpap machine this is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-913-9739. 800-913-9739. That's 800-913-9739. She must have meant 10 o'clock at night. Do you think? Why would she have you meet her in a bar at 10 in the morning? I just figured she was a raging alcoholic. I wish you would try and slap Rick Tittle's mama's face. He would clown you. Clown you? What is going on? 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-7529. Get in and get heard wherever you might happen to be listening in this great land of ours. Or a so-so foreign land, as I said, 1-800-878-PLAY. P-L-A-Y, you ain't got no alibi, you're ugly, you are. Uh, Coming up in the next segment, uh, Rob Paulson. We love Rob Paulson. All right. I have uh, said before, and it gets old after a while, 
that I'm not a Joe Mixon fan because of the story of him beating up his girlfriend in high school out here in the East Bay and the father of the girl coming to get him and he had to hide in the principal's office and then he punched two girls at Oklahoma. Just not a big fan of him. His talent, he's a very good NFL running back. I bring it up again today because this morning, the early hours of the morning, so last night, in Hamilton County, Ohio, sheriff's deputies went to Joe Mixon's house (laughs) to a response of, quote-unquote, shots fired. They didn't arrest anybody, but a juvenile was taken to the hospital with, quote-unquote, minor injuries. A boy, and they don't know what happened. But it was um, late Monday night, Tuesday morning. It was a crime scene. They put the tape around the house, and uh, law enforcement searched the house, They took the yellow tape down at 3.20 a.m. Eastern. WLWT News 5 in Cincinnati spoke with Mixon's sister named Shalonda, and she said her brother was not involved in the shooting. Remember, Joe Mixon is still only 26 years old, and he already had charges of aggravated menacing filed and dropped against him in February. That was in a traffic dispute. The future on the team, they say, is uncertain based on his current salary situation. Uh, if he runs like he runs, he's going to get paid and he's going to be fine. But on um, <clears throat> March 1st, the Bengals director of play personnel, Duke Tobin, quoted a character from uh, The Office, that big fat guy, Kevin Because when they asked him, a reporter asked him about what's Mixon's future in Cincinnati, he said, um, I am not going to predict the offseason because I don't have the answers. In the words of the great Kevin Malone, I don't know. That's a Kevin Malone quote. Uh, But Mixon still has two years to go on a $48 million extension he signed in 2020. His cap hit would be $12.7 million for the next season. They could save about $7.5 million if they cut him before June 1st, but they could restructure his deal. The Bengals, by the way, have the sixth most cap space in the NFL. So it's not like... Um, listen, the, he's not going anywhere. Is what I'm trying to say. I'm just not a big fan of the guy myself. Uh, But meanwhile, the Bears are on the clock, and the combine's over, and they are. Everyone's waiting for them to trade the pick. Why would they do it now? They might wait until a minute before you walk the card up. And there were rumors that the Bears want to trade down twice. And that they want multiple first-round picks this year, and they want multiple first-round picks next year. Well, I mean, it could happen. That The best possible trade they can do, unless somebody blows them away, is to just flip-flop with Houston. You know, and if the Texans don't want to get leapfrogged for the top pick, 
that would mean that they had their eyes set on one guy and one guy only. Like they want C.J. Stroud, they don't want anyone else. They want Bryce Young, they want they want Will Anderson, they don't want anyone else. Which would be pretty dumb. But the Texans are armed with a dozen picks in this year's draft, plus two firsts next year. So they would be able to give that compensation. Would you trade to go from two to one in this quarterback market? I wouldn't. No. I really wouldn't. Now, if you think that Anderson's the next Bosa that people are saying, then maybe you do. But there's also a lot of talk now in the uh, the Houston ranks that they want a veteran quarterback because they were sick of what happened with Davis Mills. And the rumor this morning is it's Jimmy G. And Nick Casario knew him in New England. And remember, oh, what a big deal getting Nick Casario. And D'Amico Ryans is on the other side of the ball, but he knows from San Francisco. And so they don't need to trade up to number one. They can get the defensive guy that they want. Here's the thing. Houston picks at 12. They have more than $40 million in cap space. They just hired Bobby Slowick to be their OC, a guy from the Niners. So there's connections all around. But here's the thing. Does Garoppolo want to go to basically the worst team in football? <laughs> the worst team in the AFC for sure. Jimmy G can pick his spot right now. Would he prefer Houston to Las Vegas? That would be stupid. Because Las Vegas, you have Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs who got tagged. That would be dumb. We still have to see what happens with Lamar Jackson. We have to see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. And, ooh, Aaron Rodgers is in talk with the Jets. Now, the Jets already got burned by Derek Carr. What are they promising? And we already know that that Aaron Rodgers is getting a, a big gold jacket, right? And if we think about the reports that the Packers are done with Aaron Rodgers, they're done. Well, Aaron Rodgers says that the answers are all within him. The answer, my friend, is blowing in my brain. The answer is, yeah. So, the Bears trading down twice, I don't know if that would happen, but if you're a Houston fan, would you give up 2-12 and 12 to go to 1? How ridiculously stupid do you have to be unless you're already an excellent team and that one guy will put you over the top? They need help. They need 2-12. and 12. And when you drive, keep your hands on 2-12. and 12. So um, I don't believe that they would uh, do that. That would be ridiculous for them to do that. But as I said, get some vet to come in. And, uh, my, you know, and even if you do get a rookie, don't throw him out there like Davis Mills. I mean, you just you, the guy doesn't have a chance. <laughs> be thrown to the wolves. So the bad part for Chicago was that you were a humiliation last year. The good part for Chicago is you're in the catbird seat right now and everybody wants to talk to you. Hmm, what are you going to give me? What are you going to give me? And ridiculous beyond belief. 
if you're going to trade up to I mean, and just like I said, if you're if you think that guy's the guy, then go ahead and do it. But I don't think that guy is in this draft. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back with Rob Paulson. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. And our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-617-5145. 800-617-5145. That's 800-617-5145. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. You're crazy, man. You're crazy. I like you, but you're crazy. Don't 
saw Rick Tittle at the laundromat last night, and I was hella checking him out. I just kept staring at him, and he played like I wasn't even there. I be like that then. Well, that's elaborate. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, Coast to Coast, and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. We've had him in studio a couple times, a fellow Danish-American, an Emmy Award winner, one of the great voiceover guys, uh, cartoon legend himself. Rob Paulson is with us, and he's here to talk about Cancer Awareness Month, which is coming up next month. Rob, my friend, it's before the pandemic we had you in here. How you doing? I am breathing. I'm breathing and not in jail, but the day's not over yet. Thanks, pal. It's a pleasure, <laughs> as always, a pleasure to hear your dulcet tones. And Dominic was just delightful. It's uh, always a pleasure, my friend. If I make my living uh, doing cartoon voices, then I can only aspire to make a living with tones as purely dulcet and comforting as yours, Rick. Wow, that is praise indeed yeah. coming from you. Outside of uh, Dick Cavett told me I was good at radio. That's my second favorite endorsement. Wow. Well, listen, if five minutes ago somebody has said, all right, you are going to be on national radio and be compared to being spoken of in the same sense as Dick <laughs> Cavett, I'd have said, give me a taste of them shrooms, brother. Um, no, that's uh, that's very kind of you, pal. It is always, always a pleasure, and I hope that, um, that the... Uh, the you know, pandemic has softened up enough that I get a chance to darken your door again. It's always uh, always a gas to hang with you. Well, we make our living with our voice, especially you. So much talent, and we talked about this before in person a couple of times, but you did have throat cancer, and um, yeah. it's great to have you with us. So the, the, the Head and Neck Cancer Alliance, that's not something yeah. we hear about a lot. Tell us a little bit more, Rob. Well, I'm glad you asked, and thank you very much for having me and, by extension, us on the show. Um, the Head and Neck Cancer Alliance mission is to help those people uh, who help those of us who have been struggling with throat cancer and its after effects for many years. Uh, head and neck cancers, sadly, this year will affect upwards of 700,000 people worldwide. Um, it is not uh, as as often spoken of as, you know, lung cancer and breast cancer and testicular cancer and all of that that, that are every bit as as uh, horrible. Um, but years ago, <clears throat> when I was diagnosed with stage 3 throat cancer, uh, I was told at the beginning of my treatment, here's the deal, man, we're virtually sure we can cure you. This is a treatable form of cancer, but before we do, we almost have to kill you, and for obvious reasons. Um it's you can't eat, you can't drink, you can't swallow for a while. It's 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 pretty rough, but the treatment works like absolute. It, it's fantastic. It's magic, um, and like a lot of other cancers, colon cancer, if it's caught early, it is absolutely curable. I am not in remission. I am cured, um, and the head and neck cancer spreads awareness through nice folks like you and other outlets. To let people know that there is help, that there are uh, resources for folks who have been diagnosed and the, and, um, and the people who love them uh, to learn. And, and you don't, uh, obviously, in, as in my case, I was fortunate enough to be surrounded by a team of world-class professionals, but um, not always, uh, sorry, we don't always have that opportunity. And it's nice to have someone who can relay the information that's up to the minute, uh, fully vetted, 
authentic, life-saving information, and it can be uh, uh, shared with people in a human, uh, non-pressurized way, often through people like yours truly, who can say, uh, I can hold someone's hand, either literally or figuratively, and say with authenticity, I get it. Because I really do. And there are lots of people who get it. I am in a profoundly fortunate position, Rick. Uh, and due to nice people like you, I can draw a little more attention, I think, to this than the average person because, as you mentioned, I've, I've uh, made my living and bored a lot of people for a lot of years by saying, hello, nurse, or nurse, or turtle power, whatever. Um, and because I make my living with my voice, and that was uh, in question for a while, on the other side of it now, I have a, a story that's valid, and I can say, well, look, listen to me beforehand and listen to me afterward. And I dare you to tell the difference. So that's a pretty good uh, barometer for people to look at and say, wow, I think you can handle this, Uncle Dave, you know? So uh, that's what this is about. And by the way, people can go to headandneck.org and uh, see my story and those of others and, uh, and figure this out. Couple more questions for Rob Paulson. You know, there are many ways, especially when you, you, you our age, we're over fifty, and you know, colon cancer, the things you check for. How do you check yeah. for oral cancer? Well, in my case, I did it on my own. I had uh, I was shaving one morning, and, and not you know, not a difficult, or rather, not an unusual story. Just like you might be in the shower and you feel a lump, whatever. I um, was shaving, and I felt. I don't know, a peanut-sized lump on the side of my neck, and typical guy, I, I grew up playing hockey, and unless I can't feel a limb or uh, I'm, you know, bleeding profusely and need a couple of stitches, I go to the doctor once a year for uh, for my uh, tune-up, you know. And so this was probably about six months before I went to my, uh, my physical, and I thought it was getting a little bit bigger, but it didn't hurt, didn't affect my work, no issues, nothing, and I read... You know, we often go online and you can choose to be freaked out or choose to kind of blow it off. And I chose the latter, latter rather. Um, I went to my doctor about six months later. And I said, hey, doc, put your fingers in this. What do you think? And I'm telling you, Rick, within five seconds, literally, he said, nah, not good, pal. And I thought he was tripping me around. I said, yeah, what is it? He said, well, it's what I think it is. It seriously is not good. I'm going to make an appointment for you now to go see a head and neck guy down the hall here at um, Cedars-Sinai in L.A. And within two weeks, I did biopsied and, and determined that it was stage three metastatic squamous cell carcinoma of the throat. Uh, and it was staged at three because the lump that I discovered was the area to which the cancer had spread from an unseeable, or as they call it, occult tumor deep in my throat mm. at the base of my tongue. Mm. Um so that's how I found it. On the other hand, and probably more importantly, dentists are well-trained, even dental technicians, and that is not meant to slight their profession, um, but they're trained to, to uh, palpate your throat, your uh, uh, saliva glands, your tongue, um, the soft tissue under your tongue, the roof of your mouth. They know what to look for. And what it looks like it could be a canker sore, and I'm not doing this to freak people out, but it's worth, it's worth it to go make a quick appointment with your dentist uh, or your ENT if you have any questions. And the reason it's important 
is that in addition to the fact that this can kill you, as we know by our, our late, um, the late great Roger Ebert, um, while I admire uh, his incredible bravery to go out and um, still sort of contact people and have folks see him and, and, and be a, uh, an incredible example of courage, it ain't a pretty way to go out. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't start to go away and they start hacking off pieces of your of your jaw and your tongue and, and forgive my uh, my gruesome uh, description, but that's what it is. Yeah. And despite how many incredibly gifted plastic surgeons, it just doesn't, it's rough. And it is absolutely unnecessary. Uh, and because it is in a place that's uh, that we use all the time, uh, our tongue, our mouth, our lips, uh, uh, tonsils, swallowing, it often presents itself way before something like, uh, uh, you know, uterine cancer or uh, uh, something that is a pancreatic cancer, something that by the time it presents is really deadly. This is something that presents early enough and can be checked very quickly. Uh, and so you don't have to have to worry about having things cut off. By the way, on a lighter note, um, someone I know recently sat next to Michael Moore on a plane, Mr. Detroit, oh, yeah. Mr. Flint, and he That's said right. he had the worst B.O. he ever smelled in his life, and he had, <laughs> he had to put on three masks. And I just want to say that I've Ooh. met you many times. You're from Detroit, you're from Flint, and you don't have B.O. So I just don't want that area to get a bad name for itself. Thank you. I I, I got to tell you, Despite the fact that you can't drink the water, I, uh, I think the people in Flint are, by and large, uh, surprisingly, remarkably talented, myself included, at personal hygiene. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, I, uh, I have not had the pleasure of smelling nor meeting uh, Mr. Moore, but um, I now will always look at him with, uh, with a bit of a jaundiced eye and maybe even put on a, um, a mask just in case, you know? And I did a little what a research. Thing to look. That's great. <laughs> Leave it to me to bring that up. Uh, one more right. thing. When I was looking up uh, Grand Blanc High School oh, alums, yeah. you got a Heisman winner there How in Mark that? Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram. That's right. Is he still playing in New Orleans? I know. I think Mark Ingram's retired at this point. Oh, has he gone away? Yeah, he's okay. thirty-three. So. Oh. Yeah, well, I, you know what? Um, Maybe he is still with New Orleans. Now that I think about it. Well, I don't think he's got any money left because Derek Carr, I mean, with all due respect to Derek Carr, that's a, pardon me, that's a whole lot of money. <laughs> In my view, for Derek Carr, um, on the other hand, say la vie, you know, I, good for them. But I, uh, no, Mark Ingram, he was there long after I obviously left. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it's, um, and they actually have, I, I have to say, I'm, I'm a proud alumnus of Grand Blanc High School in the, uh, just about 60 miles north of Detroit. Um, and uh, years ago, <laughs> they put my picture up in the hallway right next to my Ninja Turtle, Raphael. So, so I am uh, I'm a proud Ninja Turtle, and my parents got to see it, God bless them, before they checked out. 
they asked my mom, oh, my God, honey, I saw you your picture of Raphael in the hall at Grand Blanc High School. So it was uh, quite a proud moment for mom and dad. Got to throw out Evan Peters, too, the guy that played Dahmer. He went to your high That's school. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And I've not met him yet. He's a terrific actor. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we travel in different circles because I go to, you know, studios and, and the water tower. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's wonderful. And I... I uh, am very grateful for having had a childhood that uh, included playing playing hockey for the Grand Blanc High School Bobcats. That was a remarkably wonderful time in my life. And um, and now it is only eclipsed, listen to this, folks, and now it is only eclipsed by speaking with Rick Tittle. That's the only thing that is any better. You know, I was. Uh, it's funny. I was. I was. I was just asking Dominic. I, I talked to somebody famous the other day, and your name came up, and I said, "Isn't he the nicest guy ever?" And they concurred. So I know uh, that you you're nice to everybody. Hey, ever before we let you go, remember headandneck.org, headandneck.org. We've been speaking with the great Rob Paulson. Tools and talk, Rob Paulson. Well, thank you, my friend. I. Uh, I, I it is absolute pleasure. And I appreciate the kind words with respect to my being a, a nice guy, but Jesus, Rick, I have no reason not to be. And if you ever hear that I smell <laughs> or that I'm not a nice guy, I want you or Dominic to find me and slap me across the head, and I'll, uh, I'll straighten out. Thanks so much, man. It's always a pleasure. Always great. Rob Paulson, everybody. We'll take a quick break. We'll come on back on Sports Byline. This is a true, sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend, and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-361-3491. 800-361-3491. That's 800-361-3491. Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess. Life insurance will help replace your family's income. It'll help cover burial expenses. Life insurance can even help pay off debt like credit cards and medical bills. Life insurance can even pay for college. And if you own a business and you die, life insurance can help your business from collapsing. It can even help cover estate taxes. Life insurance has never been more affordable and needed. Plus, you can always shop around even if you have a plan and save some money. So call the Life Insurance Quote Line right now for free pricing information. 
That's 800-915-9654. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. To me, it's like a mountain, a vast bowl of pus. his servants oh i don't beat my servants i'm super nice to them i don't have any anyway what if you did have servants that'd be really weird that'd be weird man hey uh tonight wcc final st mary's and gonzaga six o'clock espn jeremy Shap, espn and um hey it's number 10 versus number 14. The tiny little West Coast Conference. I'll just tell you this right now. It's not going to be exciting because, I mean, maybe if it's close, but they don't play an exciting round of basketball in the WCC. You have halftime scores of 14 to 12, and I'm not kidding. It's slow, methodical. A leading score will have eight. It's just not a very exciting conference. And I can say that, but I still want St. Mary's to win. I'm just a realist. Keeping it real, I'm Rick Tittle, and come on back for Hour 3. News. I'm Richard Johnson. A tragic ending for four people from North Carolina who just crossed into Mexico to go see a doctor. Two are dead, another wounded, and the fourth not seriously harmed 
after they were shot at and kidnapped by Mexican drug cartel soldiers. NBC correspondent Ken Delanian says it may have been a case of mistaken identity. These cartel gunmen may have thought that they were Haitian people smugglers, is what I'm being told uh, by a source familiar with the matter. And so uh, stopped the vehicle, began shooting at these Americans, and now we're being told that two of them did not survive and that one is injured, but that they have been recovered by Mexican authorities. All this happened in Matamoros, just across the border from Brownsville, Texas. Yet another storm is bearing down on California, even as people snowed in by the last big storms try to survive. San Bernardino Mountains resident Travis Lett says the only way to get supplies is on foot. We walked two miles and uh, that's what we've been doing to try to get communication two miles back. We, yesterday we, lo- we lugged five gallons of gas up to the house so that we can share a generator with our elderly neighbors. Forecasters say massive amounts of rain or snow will continue to fall in the west over the next two weeks. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell is telling a Senate committee the Fed will probably continue to raise interest rates to try to bring down inflation. Ohio Democrat Sherrod Brown warned Powell about going too far, noting that corporations always appear to win. No matter what goes wrong in our economy, a global pandemic, a war in Eastern Europe, weather disasters, profits somehow always manage to go up. Workers are left paying the price. Wall Street's not taking Powell's words well. The major index is all down by about 1%. As expected, the government's going to sue to try to stop the planned merger of Spirit Airlines and JetBlue. The Justice Department contends the nearly $4 billion merger would hurt flyers and lead to higher ticket prices. This is USA News. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, Protect My Car is announcing a low-cost extended service plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay nothing for auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay nothing for auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-956-3162 now. Drivers who are covered by Protect My Car will not have to pay for a covered repair bill again. This auto coverage is at an all-time low, much lower than what dealerships are charging. Additionally, drivers who activate this auto coverage today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and free car rental at no additional cost. Call Protect My Car for your free quick quote today. 800-956-3162. 800-956-3162. What do you have to lose? Again, 800-956-3162. Police in the Denver suburb of Glendale, Colorado, are taking a closer look at the weekend incident at a strip club in which NBA star Ja Morant was on Instagram Live waving around a gun. Colorado is an open carry state, but you can't carry a gun if you're drunk. Police in Glendale are trying to determine that. Morant, who plays for Memphis, has been suspended for at least two games. The move to ban TikTok and some other social media platforms is gaining momentum. They are building lengthy data files on millions of children across our country, learning and capitalizing on their every move online. New Jersey Congressman Josh Gottheimer is joining the call for a ban on TikTok. Virginia Senator Mark Warner is introducing a bill this week that could ban TikTok and other foreign-based technology. It includes things like AI, quantum computing, a host of other new domains where we're going to see foreign technologies, uh, I believe, pose national security concerns. Democrat Warner's bill, co-sponsored by Republican John Thune, would give the Commerce Department the power to restrict and even ban foreign-based hardware, software, and mobile apps. The White House recently ordered TikTok off all government devices. TikTok says a nationwide ban would hurt Americans' free speech rights.
Ticketmaster's computer problems are not confined to Taylor Swift. Tickets for the Eurovision Song Contest were supposed to go on sale today, but fans were met with a server error message. I'm Rich Johnson, USA News. If you own a business with employees and have not received your COVID ERTC payroll refund of up to $26,000 per employee, you need to act fast as time is running out. ERTCfiling.com has helped thousands of businesses across the country receive over a half billion dollars in government funds. This is not a loan and you do not have to pay it back. ERTCfiling.com consultants will make the process fast and easy and at a fee of less than 2%. Let ERTCfiling.com show you the money. Go to ERTCfiling.com to see how you qualify. Fees are at fixed rates per quarter qualified 2% based on total if you served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation. Billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi Code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. 800-725-1651. 800-725-1651. That's 800-725-1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Welcome back to the show. How's it going, eh? I say, how's it going, eh? Come on in and get heard wherever you might happen to be listening. We're here for you. We are here for you. Uh, you might remember that uh, Memphis star John Morant was accused of repeatedly punching a teenage boy in the head and threatening with a gun after a pickup basketball game. And that there were members of the Pacers staff that didn't like the fact that a red laser was being pointed at him. Well, apparently in the suburb of Denver, Glendale, he was at a club and he, social media, showed a gun. And uh, you're not allowed to carry a gun by NBA rules on uh, road trips, even though it's an open carry state. And... um, by the way, John Morant apparently had an incident at a finish line, which is a shoe store as well, confront, confronted by a security guard as well. His agent said, all of this is unsubstantiated, unsubstantiated rumors and gossip and being put up by people motivated to tear John down and tarnish his reputation for their own financial gains. Well, listen, the police now in Glendale, Colorado, are getting involved now with him flashing a gun because the rule is, which I think is interesting, 
The rule is you can carry a gun in Colorado as long as you're not drunk. So how do they substantiate that he's drunk? And they can't. And people are drinking and drinking all around him. But uh, anyway, he's supposed to be the face of the NBA at some point, and uh, he's not helping himself. Let's just put it that way. 1-800-878-PLAY. Come on in and get heard. 1-800-878-7529. Big shout out to our brave men and women listening on American Forces Radio Network worldwide. Also on the TuneIn app, the iHeartRadio app, the Stitcher app. Here I am on Twitch.tv. Search for Sports Byline. High def cameras, of course. I'm so handsome. And the Twitter is at Rick Tittle. We got another hour, so come on back. Hi, I'm Martha Stewart, and I have a question for you. You know that unwelcome guest everyone wishes would just leave already? That's COVID-19. That's why I got an updated booster designed to help protect against recent Omicron variants. Got it? Check eligibility and schedule your updated COVID booster at vaccines.gov. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. This is J.D. Sharp. I've been developing a revolutionary sports handicapping service, and you can be a part of the beta. Sign up at BetUS.com with a deposit of as little as $50 and use the promo code SHARPBETTING. Email a screenshot of your account to WorldwideSharp at gmail.com and I'll reply personally with my plays. My NFL record this season was an industry best 72 and 33, and this is the only way to know all my plays the moment I make them. Let's keep making money together. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495. 800-788-1495. 800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495. If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. Move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. Titillating Sports 
with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key so handsome, he's a genius. Coming up next, Rick Tittle. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast around the world on American Forces Radio Network. At 11.12, we check in with one of the prognosticators from Pro Wagering and ProWagering.com. We have the main man himself, J.D. Sharp. J.D., we have uh, a week of uh, spring training baseball uh, under our belts, and um, obviously we have pitchers who will work on certain pitches and maybe not even try to get guys out. We have a lot of games that might end in a tie. We had one game end when the umpires left the field in the last inning. So do you guys bet on the spring training games? No. No, I just I just pay attention. Well, first of all, I get myself mentally prepared for the lines again, right? Because baseball is so different than college basketball or even the NFL because you only have plus one and a half, minus one and a half, and you only have money line. And so I, I just prepare myself to look at, let's say yesterday there was the Royals minus, I think they were minus 140, the nine and nine and one Royals against like the one and seven Diamondbacks. And, and in a game like that, I would generally take a look at the Diamondbacks, but with, with spring training, I don't, I don't really have enough information to even start that process. So I just, uh, I, but I just, just getting those lines in my head and getting my brain used to seeing that again. You know, cause college basketball, I mentioned, you know, just a couple seconds ago, but you look at a Saturday, you got 150 different games. And I like the fact that, you know, and I'm scrolling on my computer, what, 10, 15 seconds at a time just to get to the bottom of all the games. And I like the fact that baseball, just like the NBA, although I don't bet the NBA, but I, I can just I can get through it. I can look at I, I can I can navigate it significantly easier than I can a sport like college basketball or even college football. And so I'm just mentally preparing myself for that that, that regular season to start, which will be March 30th, obviously. And then I'm I'm watching for the for the players, the up and comers, like the Jordan Walker for the for the Cardinals, who I think his I think he leads all of Major League Baseball right now in hitting. He had two home runs a couple of days ago. One was 430 feet. One was like 460 feet. He's probably got a pretty good chance. 20 years old, 6'5", 250, five-tool, five-tool player, draft number 21 out of high school. He's got a chance to probably make the Cardinals opening roster as either the DH, now that the NL, now that the NL has them, or as an outfield. He's not going to take Arenado's position, obviously. So, But I'd I take for players like, like a Jordan Walker or other players that, that, I, that I, I see doing really well, like a Colton Kouser, who hit a bomb, a two-run uh, two bomb for the Orioles yesterday. He was 6'3", 220-pound, a 22-year-old outfielder for the, for the Orioles, who I think has got a major future as well. So I just kind of identify those diamonds in the rough that I, I you know, maybe for sports cards purposes or fantasy purposes uh, that I t- take a look at, but I don't actually wager spring training that way. Gotcha. You know, we've talked about the Orioles and the fantastic uh, young talent uh, that they have. If you look in the National League, not as much as the Orioles, but I look at Arizona as a team that's starting to build with some young talent. And, yeah, they've got some old guys like, you know, Evan Longoria, Nick Ahmed, Christian Walker. But you look at this guy, Corbin Carroll, might be the most exciting guy in the Cactus League right now. Yeah, Corbin Carroll, number two prospect uh, this year, number one, I think, for a second before Gunnar Henderson. Last year, he runs, he's about 5'10", 5'11", so he's not a big guy, probably 165, 170 pounds, but he's got some power, and he is a demon on the basis. He is, he's one of the fastest 
runners Major League Baseball has had, and I, I want to see probably probably 20 years. So yeah, he's 21, 22 years old, young guy. Uh, he's, I think he's got major potential for the Diamondbacks, not just again as, as, a, as a speed guy, but also he's, he's got the power. I think he could he could be one of those players that has. I don't know because you know at five eleven one seventy he doesn't have that size, but for some reason he, he does pack some punch. But I think he could have maybe an each row plus type of type of season as far as adding maybe ten fifteen more home runs a year than than each row had. You know, I the the A's got off to a two zero start and that they've lost seven in a row. So for those two days, <laughs> it was. <laughs> It was pretty fun. Um, another question, uh, there are so many questions right now, with, of course, with 30 teams. But Chris Sale sure. came out, hit 96 on the gun, and he hasn't pitched in, in, in almost a year. So you think about you know where Chris Sale is right now and whether he can get back to his uh, Cy Young self. I hope he can. Chris Sale was the most intimidating pitcher since Randy Johnson, in my opinion. About six foot seven. 180 pounds, just completely soaking wet with like 3% body fat. Throws, he's this lefty that throws 97 or 93 to 97, but his, his ball his ball moves and it moves in on you. So, yeah, I think if Sale can get back to who he was, the Red Sox have a chance to, to obviously have a, a very, very good year, and I, and I hope he does because I'm, I'm a big Chris Sale fan, despite the fact that he may have a couple of anger problems. When you look through the, the lineups, and, and we know who the good teams are, is there kind of a... Right. A, a dark horse laying there because last year we were saying, you know, San Diego and the White Sox, maybe they can uh, pop up. Texas certainly spent a lot of money. Seattle is no longer a stranger. We're expecting them to win. Uh, Cleveland, I think, surprised all of us by walking away with that very weak division. But is there any other team out there that's kind of laying like a snake in the grass? I, I think the Phillies aren't getting enough attention, hmm. Rick, between their pitchers. Uh, you look at Andrew Painter, 19-year-old Andrew Painter, who was the MVP last year of the uh, of uh, minor league baseball. He he threw he threw pretty well in his first game. He actually had some some elbow some elbow tendon uh, pressure, but he last year he, the kid's six seven, probably two twenty, throws like hundred and two on a consistent basis. He's got four pitches. Uh, there's a decent chance that he's going to make the the Phillies roster as as their number five, and, and the guy he's going to replace is Bailey Falter, and Bailey Falter actually had a 3.7 ERA last year. He was pretty good, and they still got Nola. They still got quite a bit of talent at pitcher, but then they added Trey Turner. They still got Real Muto. They've got Hoskins, and then we're talking about a World Series team that, in my opinion, has probably gotten a little better. So I think that the Phillies are not being talked about enough, and obviously they have that roster. You know, they, they, they're they're definitely. Uh, they, they clearly were in the World Series, but they're not getting the, the, the hype or the pub that I think they should be getting, Rick. You know, speaking of the Orioles, we talked all about their, their bats and their top picks and everything, but when you look at their rotation, they went out and they got Kyle Gibson. I certainly remember Cole Irvin. They got him as well, and you look at guys like maybe Kyle Bradish, Austin Voth, Spencer Watkins, Dean Kramer, Tyler Wells. Maybe this kid, Grayson Rodriguez, you know, this is a guy who had his second half wiped out with a, a lat strain, but he struck out 37% of the batters he faced last season. What about Grayson Rodriguez making the Orioles rotation? I think he will. I think he'll be number four. I think he'll be a well, five. Maybe. He'll even be a four. He's 6'5", 240 pounds, 22 years old, has four pitches. You mentioned the fact that he was injured. Yeah, but yeah, he he did he did dominate before that. So yeah, Grayson Rodriguez, I believe he was the number three pick for the Orioles a couple years ago. So he has the pedigree, he has the star power. 
and I think he has the stuff. So, yeah, Rodriguez is a guy that you should definitely watch, especially if you're collecting sports cards. One more guy I want to talk about. Uh, there's not a lot to be happy about in Colorado outside of Chris Bryant coming, except maybe their young shortstop, a guy named Ezekiel Tovar. They went through about four or five shortstops last year, but they called him up late. He hit a bomb at Dodgers Stadium. I think nine games he hit over 300. What about if you're a Rockies fan, maybe you get to see excitement from Ezekiel Tovar? I hope so. That would be nice if you're a Rockies fan. I mean, yeah, Chris Bryant has basically since he's left Chicago, he's done a lot of nothing. He, has, he hasn't done anything. I think it's just time for him to, to come home to the A's when they move to Vegas. I think that's, I think that's what he should do. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, but we start his, maybe he can restart <laughs> his career there. But, yeah, I, I think Tovar is going to be an exciting player for the Rockies, kind of in that, that same five-tool mode with Corbin Carroll, but he's probably not as good of an athlete. But he could add some, some excitement to, to that fan base, which clearly needs quite a bit. Although, I, I, although Brendan Rodgers has played pretty well. The last couple of years, he could he could step up and do something. But when they traded Trevor Story, who in my opinion is one of the one of the most underrated players in Major League Baseball, when he's healthy, he's just, he's just a consistent contributor. He steals bases, he hits home runs, he plays good D. But they traded him away uh, and basically you know uh, replaced him with Chris Bryant. I thought that was a questionable move by them. Yeah, I was waiting for maybe Clint Barmus to come back after that. All right, yeah, it yeah. is JD Sharp Pro Wagering ProWagering.com. Always great insights. Thanks for coming by, bud. Thanks a lot, Rick. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We got open lines, so come on in at 1-800-878-PLAY. an invention idea but don't know what to do next? Call InventHelp now for free information on how to get started today. InventHelp provides invention services that help everyday inventors get started with their idea. We have representatives nationwide who will explain the InventHelp process step by step. Over 10,000 patents have been secured through InventHelp's patent referral services. Our services include professional materials needed to showcase your invention and 3D animation and prototype modeling that help you demonstrate your idea. Get down to the details of your idea with a technical drawing. The InventHelp databank includes thousands of companies who have agreed to review new ideas. We've been helping inventors since 1984. Let's help you next. Take advantage of the opportunity to get started today. Call 1-800-356-7308. That's 1-800-356-7308. Again, 1-800-356-7308. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time.
time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812-800-215-6812-800-215-6812-800-215-6812. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-378-3508. 800-378-3508. That's 800-378-3508. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. What kind of music do you usually have here? Oh, we got both kinds. We got country and western. Tittle ate 200 chicken wings at your mama's house last night. Now, back to Fat Boy. That hurts my feelings. Uh, not really. Coming up in the next segment, we will talk to the fabulously talented Kate Fagan. She has a new book called Hoop. 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 Salt and pepper. Hoop muses. Hoop muses. Say that three times. Hoop. Hoop muses. Three times fast. I'm going to have to ask her about that because it's already bugging me. All right, 1-800-878-PLAY. No alibis, girlfriend. Um, <clears throat> here's the interesting thing about, um, and yes, I'm getting back to the Aaron Rodgers situation because we know that Brian Gutekunst is noncommittal about him coming back to Green Bay. And uh, Gutekunst, the GM there, said, we want what's best for the Green Bay Packers and what's best for Aaron. So we'll get to that once those conversations begin. Well, we hear today that Aaron Rodgers is talking with the Jets. And we know that Aaron Rodgers, for four days, went into a dark dungeon. Not really a dungeon. But Rodgers will not retire. He would be walking away from a fully guaranteed $59.465 million. That's right. That 6.5 is $65,000, by the way. <laughs> Nothing to sneeze at. Fully guaranteed. I'll say it again, like Chris Rock, who repeats all of his jokes twice. He's still funny. You can't do that in America today. You can't do that in America today. Fully guaranteed $59.465 million. 
that would also mean he would go into the same Hall of Fame class as Tom Brady. Do you want to get overshadowed again? <laughs> Probably not. But Rodgers did become the first 50 million player, 50 million per year player last year at this time when he decided he wanted to remain instead of force a trade. It was 150.815 million over 3 years. Two additional below market years in the deal as well, 2025, 2026. And the Packers use one of the more complex contract structures you're ever going to see. The deal has seldom used the double option bonus structure. What does that mean? All right, try and stay awake for a second. Rogers' salary this year, as I mentioned, fully guaranteed 59.456 mil. A $58.3 million payment is required to exercise an option for the 2025 contract year, which is worth only $20.9 million, to drop his base salary to a fully guaranteed $1.165 million. Rogers then is scheduled to make $59.515 million next year. So the window to exercise that option is the first year of the the first day of the league year, which is March fifteenth. That's right, and it goes until a day before their first regular season game in September. Now, from a salary cap standpoint, the presumption is option years will be picked up. Option bonuses are prorated over the life of the contract. Of course, you can only do it for five years, Bobby Bonilla including the option years. That means that this $58.3 million option bonus is prorated on the salary cap at about $14.5 million for the next four years. All right, I'm still with me, Rick. Yes. Rogers is counting on Green Bay salary cap hit at 30.6 because the proration of his fully guaranteed $40 million will consist of 8.16 of that, $15.5 million of option bonus proation, the reduction of $1.165 million base salary, a $50,000 workout bonus. <coughs> Can you imagine that? Working out. It's called going to practice. That would be like if I showed up here and I got ready to turn on the mic and they're like, well, he's here. Let's give him 50000 And 7.6 of pre-existing bonus prorations. So I, the minutia of this is mind-boggling. And I'm literally scratching the surface and I don't want to go more into it because I'll fall asleep and I'm the guy talking. Okay? So <laughs> what, what I'm trying to get at is the optimal time for the Packers to trade Rodgers, salary cap-wise, is after June 1st. Because then the bonus proation won't accelerate into this year's cap. Aha. See? So it's just like, I remember the first salary cap came out. I wonder if all these guys said, well, we did this, this, and this. And then the other smart guys would be like, wait, is that legal? So if they cut him, they'd free up about... $16 $16 million. There would be about $16 million in dead money, too. 
So the acquiring team will want a much earlier timetable for a trade so that Rodgers can have as much time as possible to get acclimated to a new offense and de- develop chemistry with his wideouts. Remember last year he complained, oh, they're all young. And then he was like, they better start catching or they're out of there. And then the third week he's like, no, they're all right. They're fine. If you want to look for trades for a starting quarterback, they typically occur before the draft. The draft's at the end of August. I'm sorry, at the end of April, I should say. August is when you're in camp. April 27th through April 29th. So at the trade before the draft, there would be $40 million in dead money for the Packers. And that's the thing. Only a handful of starting quarterbacks who are at least 35 years old have been traded since the current system of NFL free agency. The most obvious comparison <clears throat> is to the guy he preceded, <clears throat> Brett Favre, to Green, uh, who was Green Bay's quarterback, because they dealt him to the Jets when he was 38th for a fourth-round pick after he changed his mind on retiring. And it was actually conditional, but because he played, it got bumped up to a third-round pick. I don't know who that was, but you say, oh, I got traded for Brett Favre. What? That's pretty good. But the poison pill was included because if Favre was subsequently traded to the Vikings, which they did, the Jets would have been required to give the Packers three first-round picks. But what he did was he retired. The Jets relinquished his rights, and then he went to the Vikings. Aha. The most accomplished older quarterback ever is Joe Montana. He was 36. They traded him to the Chiefs for a first-round pick. And Montana spent 1992 backing up Steve Young, and there was no way he was going to do that. And the Niners said, give us a 1, a 2, and a 3. And the Chiefs said, we'll give you 1-1 one, one, or a kiss our butts. And the Niners said, okay. And he played two years. Warren Moon was 37. He went from the Oilers to the Vikings and played three years there. Not too shabby. I mean, if you want to look at the latest example of this, the Colts got Matt Ryan last year at this time for a third-round pick. He was 37. After 14 years in the ATL, the Falcons were trying to replace him. They said, we're getting Deshaun Watson, and they didn't. And the Colts haven't cut Ryan yet, but they're going to cut him. And so Rodgers is 39. It's very complicated at this point for the age and then the trade compensation because the Packers want two first-round picks. And they probably should have dealt him when he was coming off back-to-back NFL MVP awards, but why would they deal him when they had that? He wasn't great last year. He threw 12 picks, which is a lot for him. His passer rating was a 91.1, which is Derek Carr territory. And, yes, he broke his thumb. He had a rib injury. Devontae Adams was at the Raiders. But still, he's not the same guy he was. But a team will want some assurances from Rodgers about playing at least two years. 
Otherwise, he's a $59.515 million rental. Oof. So Gutekun said about Jordan Love, we're excited about him. I think I've expressed to a lot of people that he needs to play. That's the next step in his progression. He needs to play. Jordan's done a great job working hard, so he's doing everything we're asking. Well, the salary cap ramifications I just were mentioning are huge. And I've gone on record, meaning I said it on this show, that I would give seven overall for one one year of Rodgers just for S's and giggles. Let's get it done. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back with Kate Fagan on the other side. When you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153. That's 800-943-2153. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 That's 800-754-4531. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. 
we provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-913-9739. 800-913-9739. That's 800-913-9739. It doesn't really matter. I, uh, I don't like my job, and uh, I don't think I'm going to go anymore. Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning. All right. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our uh, great pleasure to welcome to the show sports reporter and uh, now author Kate Fagan. She has a new book out today from 12 books. It's called Hoop Muses. For a second there, Kate, it was like, uh, say that three times fast. Hoop, hoop muses, hoop muses. But I got it now. Hoop muses uh what was the genesis behind this project because it's really really interesting well first i got to give you credit you're the first person to just focus on the enunciation and actually really nail the pronunciation (laughs) of the title so thank you it was it was actually the reason when we first named it that i was worried because i could see how those two vowels the hoop and the muse we're going to give people trouble, but eventually we just went with it because most people are reading the title, not saying it out loud. Um, <laughs> but I digress. The idea was really kind of a culmination of having worked in the sports industry, uh, having played college basketball myself, feeling like I kind of understood a lot of the, the ways in which women's sports were hampered and wanting to create a book that was joyful and vibrant and really shared the history of the game in a different way than something that might feel black and white or static and really create a mythology around women's sports that often doesn't, um, that we don't, we don't necessarily do that with women's sports as much as we do with men's sports. And so I wanted to create something that was like really fun and cool and told stories from the history of, of a game that I love. I'm from the, the Bay Area. When I was in college, the, the real buzz was Jennifer Azy down at, at Stanford, and they had that great team under Tara Vanderveer. But for you, as an East Coaster, going to be a buff, what what was that recruiting like? I mean, where did you almost go? Because I kind of figured you would have been like, you know, stay on the East Coast and go to like Nova or something. Uh, what was it about Boulder? Wow, that's actually I almost did go to Villanova. Mm. So <laughs> that's a good pull by you. What's my, I mean, you mentioned Stanford. I also grew up, I, I don't know if, if the name Jamila Weidman rings a bell mm-hmm. to you or your listeners as well as Jennifer Azy, but I would have gone to Stanford in a heartbeat if they had recruited me. I went to Colorado because 
at the time, and even this year, they're back in the top 20, but at the time, they had just come off of an Elite Eight appearance, and I thought Boulder was beautiful, and it was just an opportunity to play basketball at the highest level, and so I ended up being a Buffalo because of that. I love the fact, too, that in, in broadcasting, you know, we have to pay our dues. And when you started writing and editing, and you're going from Ellensburg, you know, where they're famous for their apples, you're kind of coming home to Glens <laughs> Falls. I mean, what was it like kind of, just as I said, paying your dues on the on the uh, our school of hard knocks? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's. I feel like I was maybe the last generation that kind of did the old-fashioned media route of, you know, whether you were in journalism, broadcast journalism, or print journalism, you kind of did that. I'm going to go to the smallest market out of college and then try to get to a bigger market, and that was the way you did things. And obviously, you know, I, I sound old now. Like, now kids coming out of college, they might be an intern for, like, USA Today's digital site. And that kind of old-fashioned moving from one market to another is slightly obsolete, although I, I still do know people are doing it. But I appreciated, you know, the, go, starting in Ellensburg, Washington, it was a one-person sports staff, which means I, I did everything. <laughs> I laid out the paper, I wrote the paper, I chose the photos, and it was a crash course in absolutely everything. Now, most of it actually is pretty much obsolete now, but... I still learned all of the tangential benefits of having to, uh, you know, do the, the post-college grind where you're just paying your dues. You know, when I think about, by the way, we're speaking with Kate Fagan, the new book, Hoop Muses, when all the attention, of course, Brittany Griner got in the last year, it was basically, what, like 10 years ago, you did that piece on her. Before then, we were just known, oh, there's a there's a girl who can dunk, you know, and you're like, wait, let's let's do a profile on her. So... When she was going through that incarceration in Russia and just terrible timing with the, the relationship our two countries have for obvious reasons, but uh, what, what did that mean to you when you saw her struggling? Well, I mean, from, on a personal level, as somebody who had spent time with her when she was playing in China, in Russia, obviously when she was playing with the Mercury, I, on a personal level, was really scared for her. From a contextual standpoint, I feel like I had a lot of insight into everything everyone started to talk about in the aftermath of her detainment in Russia, like the the reasons she was over there, the disparity economically, the reasons these leagues exist in Europe, the, the, the cultural and political differences and societal differences that existed and yet were usually ignored when they brought players over, you know, like it's not like Russia was gay-friendly when Brittany was over there, but it was very much like a don't ask, don't tell. And suddenly, because of the geopolitics, you see that shifting. It was, it was interesting going back and reading. I, I did a story on Brittany in, Brittany in China when she, was, when she was playing in China before Russia, and the actual headline of the article in ESPN, the magazine, was, was held up at customs. Hmm. Um, and it was, that was just like a cheeky headline that we put on that article because it was talking about, it was like a fish out of water story. And so that was the headline we put on it, but it, it obviously seemed more relevant in, in hindsight. When you think about, you know, coming out, I'm, I'm from the Bay area. So, 
mean, coming out is always a big deal, but in the Bay Area, it's it's you know it's not a huge thing. But for you, and I know college campuses are more liberal, but when you came out in a place like Boulder, and I just your your book, you know, you, I think the subtitle was you know Born Again Christians. How hard was that for your family, for your teammates, and the strides? that we have made since then, that it's not this shocking thing as it was then, right? Yeah, the first book I wrote about that time period, I was playing in Boulder, and it's not like Boulder was, and Boulder is what everyone believes it to be, right? It's just like a traditionally liberal place. It just so happened that when I was playing at the University of Colorado, a handful of my teammates, five or six of them, became born-again Christians and were very fundamentalist about their beliefs in it, and it was a different time period. You know, it was 2003, so it wasn't, the world was not the same as it is today, and the, specifically the world of women's, women's sports wasn't the same. I mean, I, it, at that time, in all of college basketball, there wasn't one openly gay coach. Obviously, there was hundreds of actually gay coaches, but not one of them was willing to be open publicly. So, that book and that time period, it, it's, it really captured a moment in time. But I think some of those dynamics, whether it's like between religion um, and LGBT issues or the way sports um, can often influence like how we see women, I think all of that is still relevant. Um, it was a pretty traumatic time period for me, but now I, I see it more as like, a story that I hope is another because it's definitely a niche story that was meant for anyone involved in women's college sports. I feel like in the aftermath, it has been helpful for certain female athletes to feel like they aren't alone in, in some of the processing that they've gone through. And then, you know, I think about your podcast, Free Cookies with Catherine. How much do you guys, you know, touch on that as to be, you know, people to uh, share your experiences when it comes to things like that? Yeah. Okay, well, before I answer that, I will say you've got to leave me two minutes to tell a key story from Bay Area history that Please. uses. Please, please. Um, yeah, but Free Cookies, which is what I, I do, uh, it was a podcast I did with my wife. One of our main um, sort of ex- actually outward um, like focuses of that podcast was to just be ourselves and to – a lot of times early on in my career, especially playing college basketball and then pro, you kind of had to outwardly talk about issues, whether it was sexuality or, or gender issues. And free cookies we just wanted to put out into the world and kind of normalize it. Mm-hmm. And so that was, that was a joy to make as well. All right, Bay Area story, give me. Okay, see, I didn't mean to like be a producer as well as your guest, <laughs> but I feel like this would be perfect for your audience. Okay. Um, it turns out, in reporting Hoot Newses, I learned that the first intercollegiate women's basketball game was actually played between Cal and Stanford at the San Francisco Armory in 1896. Wow. And the story around this game is just so fascinating. Men were not allowed to watch, so they, they brought in co-eds from each school, and there's 700 women in the audience, and the the Chronicle sent a writer and an illustrator. Everyone was women. They were all women, though. 
Um, but men were scaling the outsides of the armory trying to get a peek inside at this first ever kind of radical um, West Coast expansion of this new game. And it's a pretty epic story about, I mean, considering Stanford's pedigree and Tara Vanderveer, and I know we mentioned Jennifer Azy, and obviously they won the title um, two years ago, just knowing that the first ever women's basketball game was played and won by Stanford is is some good Bay Area lore. Yeah, you know, I didn't know that. They they should make a bigger deal of that. And I was thinking back then when women weren't allowed to show their kneecaps, that's probably why these these creeps are trying to take a look, huh? Well, I mean, yes. And whenever you tell anybody they absolutely cannot watch something, their interest is deep. <laughs> but the only the only um, the only man in the gym was the janitor. And at one point, you know, the baskets weren't they were makeshift, and one of the baskets fell over, and the janitor had to come fix it. And apparently, the cow women were like huddled in the corner because they didn't want to be seen by the, the, the male janitor. The Stanford women were a little more liberal. They, were, they weren't as worried about the, the man seeing them in their bloomers or whatever, the flannel outfits they were wearing back in 1896. This is just one of the amazing stories that you'll find in Hoop Muses, an insider's guide to pop mm-hmm. culture and the parenthetical women's game by our guest kate fagan you know her from her time on espn read the book she's great the book's great kate thanks for coming on we appreciate it yeah thanks so much for having me all right i'm rick tittle we'll take a quick break and come on back on sports pilot If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim 
your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. When do broadcasters go too far? Where does hilarity stop and vulgarity begin? Don't ask Rick Tittle to bring it, because it already done got brought. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. we got a couple minutes left. You know, I, uh, I love baseball hats, but I don't like wearing hats. They just bug me. They get itchy, and I don't know. I have so many hats, but I hardly ever wear them. But I'm still fascinated by them. And the World Baseball Classic, I was thinking, what cool hats could we have? <clears throat> the USA hat is the same as it's been since day one, I'm not a huge fan of it. It's a U.S. over a star, and then it's got the backwards flag because it's on the right side, and you're running, so that's how the flag would look. Um, some of the hats are still the same. The Israeli one, I think, is kind of cool. It's got a double star of David uh, in the front. <clears throat> the Japan one is lame. It's brown with a red J. The Venezuela one, I kind of like the script on the V. Maybe the coolest one is the Netherlands because it's just an orange crown. I like that. Mexico's got that M that they use a lot on their soccer jerseys. Italy's might be the dumbest. It's just a block I. But Panama is just a block P. China has a really cool hat. It's a C, but the C is a dragon. (laughs) It is really cool. Uh, Chinese Taipei just says CT. Great Britain's got the Union Jack on the flag, one of the great flags of the world, but it just says GB. (laughs) Canada, of course, they have a maple leaf with a C in it and a baseball. Australia's got that same hat with the A with the swoop in it with five stars. Germany's hat is dumb. It's just a black with a red D. (laughs) Stupid. Czech Republic at least has CR, and it looks like a home plate. I like that. Pakistan, it says P. 
Pakistan on the front. New Zealand probably has the coolest one. It's an NZ, but the Z is really wiggly looking. Um, but yeah, I mean, Spain is a lowercase e on a red hat. España. So, eh, not great. Anyway, I'm Rick Tittle. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow at 9 a.m. pack time, and we'll do it again right here on Byline. We don't have brain damage. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to end the show.